Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the ADOS podcast. I'm your host, Christian. Elijah is still going through some things. Uh, he'll be with us shortly, so everyone still keep him in prayers and keep supporting us. Today, we got a very juicy conversation that I am really excited to get into. So if you remember, we had a guest from the past, Mari Brown, who's also my fiance, getting married soon. And then we also have another guest with us today, Darren. Yes, sir. And and Darren is uh, going to be sharing some perspectives that he have on, you know, relationships. So we're going to get into it today of uh, talking about relationships. So I'm just going to open it up and I'm just going to say, Darren, what's on your mind? Man. Um, well, thank you guys for letting me come on. This was kind of last minute, just kind of, you know, some off the whim thing, man. So it was dope. So you guys allowed me to come. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'd say what's on my mind is, uh, you know, you guys are a black couple getting ready to get married. Mm -hmm. Um I am a black man. Uh, I'm from the hood. I'm from West Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? And Shout I, out to the East Coast. I'm from Maryland. Oh, okay. We Maryland babies. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah. what's up. Go Terps. Yep. We're, we're, <laughs> I mean, we'll get to that later. But yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, you know, um, so you, you know how the inner cities of Baltimore are. Yes. Um, and with that coming is the, the, um, the trauma of that environment that goes both my parents, that goes my whole family line, even in, including to myself. So- um, I left, you know, I went to college, I'm educated. I'm one of those guys who like, I don't look like what I've been through. So I do have relationships with, with white women. Mm -hmm. But when I, when I'm in those relationships, I feel like something is missing. You know what I'm saying? Now I went to Morgan state, you know, that's in, that's in East Baltimore. That's an HBCU, you yep. know? So I've dated plenty. It's not like I'm like, I only date white women or only date. I don't, I really don't have a preference, but I'm in the Midwest. I'm an articulate black man. You know what I'm saying? I'm a business owner. So, you know, I, I attract, I attract all types of women, but as of lately, I've been attracting a lot more white women. Mm -hmm. And, um, Gabe and I were talking about like the quality of women and the type of substance that it takes for a man to want to consider a woman, his wife. And, um, you know, I don't think, um, I don't think I'm technically ready to be a husband yet. I know I want to be one day. Um, I have a very pessimistic view of relationships right now and just of the whole world and where we are, the the extreme feminist movement, the extreme MGTOW and Kevin Samuel shit. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. it's it's very extreme. And I'm I understand the extremes, but I'm trying to be somewhere in the middle because that's where logical people think is somewhere in the middle, you know? And so um, you know, Gabe and I were just talking. I was telling him how I had a, a a woman in my past who is an amazing woman. She's white. She's educated. She's freaky as hell. She's cultured. You know what I'm saying? She ain't like, you know, she ain't, you know, she, she, she cool. But as a black man, even though you have this, you have this, this substance of a woman, regardless, you're still like, she's white. And it's not coming from a racist, a racist place. It's coming from just a realistic place you know it's uh let me let me get in there it's it's coming from experience mm -hmm. you know and i am a believer that people should love who they love and like who they like that's completely fine now is that for me no apparently not mm -hmm. um but where you're coming from is like culture with her upbringing and your upbringing it's just completely different upbringings yeah. our encounters with police her encounters with police are completely different encounters so those are some of the things that we have to we have to keep in mind and i'm not a 
relationship expert by any means. I don't have a degree in psychology, but I guess, I guess in a way it goes into relationships. But really what I say is like, yeah, and I, I feel like you being honest with yourself actually in this moment, like, you know, she has potential to, you know, we could family, be married, whatever the case may be. She has those potential qualities. But this disconnect, I can feel it. Mm -hmm. I can feel it when we're holding hands in the mall. I can feel it when people who are just like you when you were younger are staring at you in the mall, <sighs> be intimate with your partner. You see what I'm getting at? Mm -hmm. So is it's, it's, it is hard because you have to figure out a way of if something goes wrong with me that's pertaining to my community, i.e., all the stuff that we've witnessed over the past two years in the state of Minnesota and, and then some, how is she going to respond to that when I'm breaking down to her at the most vulnerable state I'm at as a black man? And I think that's that's something you have to consider. And Mari looks like she's thinking, so I want to hear what, from from the woman perspective, what do you, what do you have to say? Uh, I mean... So I teach, I'm mm -hmm. a teacher, I teach in Lakeville and I am the only black teacher in my building. And I'm one of five black teachers in the entire district. And um, it's lonely. And that's just, as you were talking, that's something I was thinking about just being the only one and how lonely that was. But even going before that, my case, I grew up here. I'm from Minnesota, um, from the suburbs, and I'm used to being kind of the only one, right? Like K-12, it got more diverse as the years went on, but I was typically the only black kid in my class. And I'm just, I remember going to college and being like, I want someone that understands what I'm dealing with. Do you know what I mean? I want someone that understands when I say I'm lonely, how deep that goes, you know what I mean? And um, I've never dated outside of my race, but I still felt loneliness with people within my race too. Do you know what I mean? And Facts. so, um, yeah, that's just something I'm thinking about too. Like I, I've, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know if I'm making sense, but I've only dated people that look like me, but have still found that loneliness there too. And so I feel the culture piece. I think that's a big thing. Um, but there's also just qualities in people that, aren't always in the people that share the same race with you too. So that's kind of what was yeah. on my mind. And it's, yeah. it's crazy because like you can, like you said, you can feel that indifference, you can feel it. And it's like, it makes, as a, as a non-racist black person, it makes me, or I don't even want to say non-racist. I want to, what, what's the, what's the word? Anti-racist? As a black person, period. Yeah. As a black person who dating outside of their race I know some amazing white people on this planet, like amazing, some of the best people I know, like literally. And then it's like, they try their best to understand. They really do. You know, like the white people who are really like, just for the people, for humanity, you know what I'm saying? They really do understand. I don't, you know, but I just, it, the, the thought questions my mind, like I'm very pro-black. Well, why don't me ask you guys this question? Cause there's a lot of black people that, that, that disagree with this. Mm -hmm. I think you can be pro-black and still date out of your race, but it's going to bring an uncomfortable friction in your relationship. It's like, say if I got a white girlfriend at home, bro, my podcast, if, if another cop kills another black man, I'm going to be, I'm going to speak on my shit on a podcast. I make music. I'm going to speak my frustration of being a black man in America. And it's like, 
damn, my girl's white. Or like, damn, like, you know, you know, and it's it's just kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's tough, man. It's tough. No, it, it's a it's a slippery slope. And um, one thing I'm thinking about is I think because and we talked about this off air too, just a little bit. And I'm not going to go too far that way because I want to focus on a relationship. But when we're talking about political correctness, you know, for people who are black and want people to be for black and by black, somewhat of the conversation we're having out there, they, they tend to challenge credibility of people who are not with their own people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that becomes the problem and a little bit of what we were getting at offline of that whole disconnect shouldn't have to be a disconnect because we're going to get the wrong people here. Mm-hmm. So when we're focusing on all this crap that shouldn't even be conversations, we're missing a bigger picture. And the bigger picture is people should not challenge who you are and what you fight for and what you believe in because you are that no matter who you date, no matter who you love, no matter who you choose to be vulnerable with. Because the message of who you are, and this goes back to the whole identity thing too, Mm -hmm. of knowing where you come from, who you are, of African descent, of American descendants, of slavery, ADOS, if you know that, and you're by that and you're rooted in that, no matter what you decide to do, the people will follow you because that message is way more power in that message than, than people could imagine. And that's, that's the piece of that. I think that's the, that's the missing key of understanding that, yeah, you could date outside your race and still be this powerful influencer for your community because you are a part of that community. The problem is we have people say, oh, well, you don't like black women. You don't like black men. You're not with our community. Right. And that's And it creates the more divide. Yeah. And it's, oh God, it's, it's the worst, bro. It's the worst. <laughs> and it, it puts me in such a, a tough situation because I'm open to date, bro. I think them gothic joints with the tattoos, they be sexy as hell sometimes, bro. bro you, I like who I like, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was in Arizona like last week, bro. I, I mean, not last week, like last month, bro. I met the baddest gothic joint, bro. Tattoos everywhere. It looked like she was the spawn of Satan, bro. But like, she was sexy. And I'm like, if imagine if I was to date her, bro. I would be looked at completely crazy. And I mean, obviously, you know, part of my own podcast is about, you know, being real and authentic with yourself and, you know, just embracing who you are. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so that's, you know, that's just a point of growth. But it's like, I hate that, bro. Like, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is why it's tough, because we we go back to that need. It's not a need that you're craving, per se, but it's just a need you would like to have there when a situation or a circumstance presents itself, i.e. cops kneeling on someone's neck, i.e. cops killing kids. You know, so I think when you when it comes to relating to some of these, you know, unfortunate acts that's what we really need so if we could find someone who understands that and someone who's willing to you know be with you and just listen like not say nothing especially if they're not in the community like don't say nothing just sit this one out be there for me you know let's 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 talk if you have questions and you need me to go deeper i could break it down for you and i think we need to have more of those conversations but I want to I want to get I want to pivot just a little and go back to the relationship piece because that's what Mari was talking about. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about is it's a completely different battle, but it is definitely with 
you know, interpersonal relationships. But what I want to say is qualities and people do matter. A lot like yourself, Darren, I'm from the East Coast, Maryland. I spent a little bit of time in Virginia. All I saw was white women. I had attraction for white women, love white women, only wanted to date white women at one point in my life. Hmm. And I didn't realize how racist I was being to my mom, my grandmother, my aunties, my sisters, excluding them, saying that I don't want to date that. And part of that is, yeah, a lot of it is systemic, mm-hmm. systemically brainwashed, commercials, advertisement, mm-hmm. media, whatever the case may be. A lot of it is where I live at. All I see is this. All I see is Becky's with good hairs when I go to the store, when mm-hmm. I go to school, whatever the case may be. And another piece of it is some of the black women who I were around at the time, I lost attraction for because some of their actions, some sometimes it's just the way they spoke. And I didn't really understand it. You know, they were like, they used to tell me, oh, you're not from Washington, D.C. because you don't sound like us or mm-hmm. anything like that and i was like well i don't want to sound like y'all honestly i don't want to be here <laughs> you know I got I'm that like, too you know you know the baltimore accent is real real it, distinct it is i got it strong. a little bit but like <laughs> i you know what i'm saying i moved out of the city so my, my accent went away so like i always got that like people who know me they know what's good with me oh but, yeah we get you mad enough we'll yeah, hear right we'll hear. yeah yeah <laughs> you know but yeah but i used to hear that like when i moved in and out of baltimore like when i moved back to baltimore mm-hmm. I, I went to north carolina for a little minute so i came back i had a little down south twing to me so like it's like i always been too hood for the white people and not hood enough for the black people type shit yeah you know and you're and adapting I, too right environments adapt right but let me go back to this to this point of you know i when i realized what i was doing I was like, wow, that that's really racist, you know, to, mm-hmm. to like to your own people, to my own people. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. Like it was to the point I did not want to date any black women or young ladies, whatever the case may be. Um, and until I met the one, you know, and part of that was me being open. And it's like, all right. Once I understand and I'm still learning about who I am, but once I have a grasp of who I am. I look for these qualities, no matter really who the person is, if these qualities came up. Mm. It's just so happened that the love of my life is a black woman who happened to be bilingual, which is also awesome. But, you know, before Mari, it was I had a lot of time to myself. I, I think I've been single for before I met you. Let's see three years, three and a half years, mm. maybe four. That's dope. So, so I had a lot of time to That's say. Dope. I'm going to enjoy single life and I'm not one to party or anything, but mm-hmm. just be out there like, oh, I could date anybody I want. Yeah. You know, that was a decent feeling. And then my life started to speed up and I became a little bit more successful. And I was like, wow, this came quick and I need somebody to share this with. And, and that's why I was like, I think I need a companion. I don't want a pet. I want a relationship. Right. You know, I want somebody some, some to, shit, to like. witness this growth. And to grow with me, and then hopefully we can grow with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think it's uh, it's been a journey. And honey, you could talk more about this, but when we met, I wasn't driving, and she used to pick me up, and she paid for our first date. And those are like some cool qualities that I loved. Oh, I was yeah. like, you're she a, a keeper. keeper. You're a keeper. <laughs> keeper, keeper. Keeper, keeper. <laughs> but yeah, <Jeez>. I want. <laughs> I, that's that's exactly what I thought. But I want to know more about like you yeah. before me just a little bit so we can get 
Okay. I mean, like I said, Apple Valley. That's well. That's I don't think I said Apple Valley. I grew up in Apple Valley, very white and kind of similar to Christian. I just knew I don't want a white dude. And now that you think of like, I don't think I don't know that it's racist or whatever. Well, okay, it was, but like as a kid, that's not what I'm thinking. Oh my God, this is racist. It's just like that's all I saw, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I don't. I'm not really interested in this. And then it was like around high school, college, and I was like, okay, like there's guys that look like me. This is great. Um, and like I've always dated within my race, but like it was never what I needed. It was what I needed at the time, I think, because I had to grow up and learn for from it. Like I'm grateful for the relationships that I had and the experiences that I've been through. Yeah. Um, but just similar to how you felt like this is not it, like this is not a forever kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, at, by the time I met Christian, I, like to download a dating app, something I would never do. Like my friends actually set it up. It was before Tinder was like a hookup, whatever. Like yeah. it was, was a year Tinder came out, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was just like, find a friend. And I was like, I just want a friend. Like I'm so done with like the relationship I was in before Christian, I mean, it was long distance. He was in South Carolina, mm-hmm. in and out of jail. I was paying for that. It on drugs. It was just, it's not Jeez. what it was. Yeah. I, I he never called me by my name. I was always called out of my name. And I thought, like, this is normal. This is as good as it's gonna get. Wow. And um, you know, by the time I ended that, I was just like, I deserve better. And I don't know what better is, but I want a friend. Mm-hmm. And so I made this, my friend made this Tinder app. And I'm trying to figure out how it works. So I didn't even have a bio. Nothing on, now I know like how it should work because I see my sisters using it, but like no bio, just a picture of myself. But Christian had a whole freaking novel on his. (laughs) But I was just like, he looks really not, you know, he looks really nice. And like, yeah, we matched. We went to a movie and maybe it's Minnesota nice. I don't know. I paid for it. Um, But like, not complaining. He tried to. <laughs> he, I, he, um, I came and picked him up, and he held the door. When we got to the movie, he held the door open for me, and I remember walking away from the door he was holding open and opening my own and going in it because not used to any guys holding the door open for me. The dude before Christian that I was with, I mean, it'd be great if he got dressed. You know what I mean? So like yeah. the fact that Christian's in a suit at the movies is like a whole nother, <laughs> this is how he dresses all the time. In a suit. All, all the time. The time. All oh. The time. So wow. my, I was going to ask you like, damn, bro, you, you, you really all, every day. This all is the time. My wow. joke is your wedding suit better have some fucking glitter <laughs> or something on it. Something I've yeah, never bro, seen. You're going to have to come crazy on that oh, wedding, it's gonna bro. Be crazy. Thank yeah, you. You're going to have to come, gonna have to come crazy, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but a suit he held the door open he's calling me by my name telling me i'm beautiful like all this stuff and like i shut that shit down for a while i was like i just want to be a friend I friend zoned him for a while at one point he tried to take it serious i was like nope i'm good i asked her um, how she said no i was like no like he he has to put a label on so it. so that's why you were willing to pay because it was on some friendship because i was going to ask you how did you feel you know as a man like i mean you can call it male pride or whatever but like man pride yeah, I just, I just like, I wasn't raised by my dad. And so I didn't always have a provider. I have a provider like mindset now. I didn't always have, I developed a provider minded mindset in the last two years. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, so now I'm all about, you know, paying, making, if she wants to have her money or whatever, do your thing, but like, I'm going to make sure it's good. So just quickly, like, what is your opinion on that? Like going out to a date with a woman and you're not being, what's your opinion on men dating when they're not financially stable? Well, 
so I, I don't know how, although I progressed over the past five years we've been together, um, she always made more than me, mm-hmm. technically, yeah, in a way. Um, and I think you're right. It's, it's, you just have to put that man pride aside, you know, is because one thing I'm thinking about, and I didn't think about this when we were early on, you know, when she told me, no, I could have been like, you know, screw her. Like it's, it's whatever now, but I was like, okay, what you doing Friday? Like, let's work towards this. And then eventually I wore her down and she came back and asked me out. And I was like, no, no, I said, <laughs> I, I said, I said, yes, I said, yes. But when she was ready, you know, she approached me. But what I would say to that is, it was like, you know, if this could help your situation, like as a man, put the dominance down, stop trying to be the provider. Like, and honestly, this is something that that we're still working on because of her previous relationships and how strong and independent she is. We do have power struggles sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's something we're still trying to navigate, like yeah. currently. Like, but that's why we talk to counselors and go through all that. But uh, some sometimes I'm just like, no one to step step away and be like, you do it. You got it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. I don't need to carry these boxes because you got it. I'm not going to baby you. Yeah. Sometimes she don't like that because it's, it's like, no, nah, you're an independent black woman. You got it. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it does take a certain type of characteristic. And I think that's why you're asking me this because some people, it's hard for them to not feel needed. And at times as a black man dating a strong black woman, there's been times I did not feel needed. It was like, you know, I know you can do this to yourself, but how about asking me, you know, yeah. just because, you know, I just want to feel like, not like you need me, but like, just feel like that, you know, there's an emotional connection there where it's like, although you may not need me in this situation, you could always come to me. Which and is I, something I literally, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, no, go but ahead, go ahead. something I am still learning to this day how to do, because all I've dated is weak black men. Mm who needed me to be strong to carry the relationship. Do you know mm, what I mean? And yeah. like, that's not the case with Christian. And like, there have been times where he's just gotten in my face. Like, I know you don't need me. Mm-hmm. I know that. But, okay? but sit down and let me pay these, pay for your dinner, girl. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, let exactly me, how but yeah. like, let me care for you too. Just like you do for me. I mean, when I paid for those movie tickets on the first date and he found out he was shocked. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to pay for all the snacks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, and I didn't have money. I was broke. Like all I, I had did was, not know that. She, yeah, she the, wasn't gonna know that. Yeah, I was like three that years grade. in that I knew that I found out that like <laughs> that he wasn't for you to didn't know. have it. Yeah, yeah, I was I was literally broke. I think I had enough for one box of popcorn, and I bought that popcorn, and I had to make it to like the next two weeks to my next check. But she wouldn't have known that. Like no, I didn't know. Hey, that. Yeah, good thing you got a wife out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing less, nothing less from that. But no, you're you're right because it's it's just I'm just gonna say as as men as men I don't want to say there's like this power control and dominance, but there is. Mm-hmm. I hate to put that label on it, but there is, mm-hmm. and that's why that that falls into insecurity actually too. Yeah. And I'm not the most, I have insecurities in other fashions, but it's not like, oh, you know, my wife can't go nowhere unless I'm by her side, hugged up against her, unless she calls me every five minutes check in. I'm like, I'll see you when you get home. Like, go outside. And we have that level of trust, you know? And um, because that's my perspective, I can't say that that's her perspective. So whoever people are in relationships with, you have to talk to that person and be like, you got to be on the same page about, 
like what you want out of. And as a man, some tell your woman, like, I know you don't need me, but need me, want me, love me, something, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, uh, you know, if you, if you did dinner the next night, don't worry, babe, I got it. You do dishes, don't worry, I got it. That's how our system is in our household. Like, if she do dishes, I'll do dishes. She do dishes, I'll do dishes. I'll take out the trash, she'll take out the trash. It's not like men will just take out the trash and you'll be responsible for this and then she got to be responsible for all the bills or she got to stay at home with kids. Like, a lot of that stuff is in the way. And to me, I think I I like to – I call stuff for what it is and I'm like, you're creating unnecessary poverty for yourself. Yeah, you do say that. I say that a lot, don't I? (laughs) because sometimes she she tells me things i'm just like i get why you would say that but it's literally creating unnecessary poverty you mean like mental poverty i i mean all of the mental financial emotional oh like you trying to pay everything and you're like bro i have a whole man who like i don't yeah yeah Yeah. right Yeah. yeah you know okay this is something i had to like learn but like so you start dating like middle or high school or whatever, right? And at that time, it's about, oh, he's cute or she's cute. You know what I mean? Like it's about what they look like. Mm-hmm. And it it was, at least for me and what I've seen with my friends and stuff. Um, and it was even like that through high school. But then, you know, you kind of start to figure yourself out. And I had to figure out like what, who I am uh, and who I want to be. And then I need to go find somebody that complements that that is the same in some ways but also is the opposite right yeah and it doesn't become just about the looks anymore just about what's in his bank account like does he compliment me and make me better right like it's it's not a and then i had to get realize that it's not a competition either it's not about do i make more than christian because i do like and that's it she and can that's, compete though and that not the point. But the point is, is that it's not it's not about a competition, though. It's like, OK, I've got a salary and he's got a salary. And how are we putting that together to create generational wealth for the family we're trying to create? Like it's Christian could have. I mean, it's a plus that you're cute. You're not ugly. But like Christian could be green. He could have two heads, COVID, whatever it is. But like at the end of the day, like what I love is his heart. Mm-hmm. And I love how he compliments me and makes me better than whoever I whoever that girl was that picked you up in Minneapolis and took you to the and a Chevy <laughs> whatever anyway <laughs> so I it's just you compliment me and you make me better and I'm out of the mindset of trying to be better than somebody else you know what I mean and so I don't know I think I realized sooner that I wanted to marry Christian. I did because I was waiting on you. Yeah, you wanted to marry me first. I I knew sooner that I (laughs) wanted to marry Christian, but um, you know, when you figured it out, hallelujah. (laughs) Um, But I think, yeah. But and and Darren, before I let you get in, you're right on that, on on what you were saying because it's not a competition, especially if you're in a relationship you know it's like i don't need to one-up her for any reason and i feel i would i would hate if she felt that way too because we're not single anymore we're not doing things individually like we had to and that's that's a growth that's a moment of growth when you understand like this person is for me because they're for me Mm. and when you realize that then you definitely have the power and it's vice versa. Everything Mari said, it has to be vice versa. I had to approach it the same exact way. Yeah. And there's a difference. Like she's a woman, I'm a man. We handle situations differently. It's just a matter of talking about those things yeah. and challenging. Like 
when when you came from this angle, tell me more why you felt this way versus like, oh, I can't mess with you because you don't agree with me. Communication, save relations. Yep. That's powerful. What's on your mind? Oh, man, just... Um, Processing? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, one of the biggest things that I think about is like, um, man, it's, it, and it, like I said, I study... Um, I study philosophy pretty heavily. Mm -hmm. So I've gone to some, some dark depths of philosophy and I'm, you know, even up to, you know, biblical principles and all that good thing. So I understand the the spectrum of, of human thought process and philosophy and psychology and that's, and that's, I'm, I'm super interested in that stuff. So, um, you know, um, I plan on my tax bracket changing drastically within the next year or so. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I don't know, I'm in this phase right now where the women that I'm meeting, not to like talk down on them, but they're very low vibrational as far as when it comes down to like what I would view as a wife for me, you know, and not to toot my own horn, but I don't even think I'm ready to be a husband quite yet. But I think compared to my peers, I'm more husband material than most of my peers. And I'm just saying that out of self-awareness, not arrogance. Mm -hmm. So because um, um, they would tell you on our last podcast, like, um, like I put in the work you know, I, I, I actively seek my traumas and, you know, um, and I try to attack them so that I can be what my future wife is going to need me to be. And what I'm experiencing is I'm meeting women who are infatuated by what they, you know, what they see when they meet me and they have nothing to reciprocate with. And, and it's like, bro, I, I cook, like I'm a, I'm an amateur chef. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I own a business, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm on my shit. And, I, and like I said, I say that out of, out of just self-awareness, not arrogance. And so, because I used to be in a place where I was very insecure in my articulance and my artistic ability and my leadership, and now I'm very confident and it's like, nobody can shake that. And so when I'm meeting these women, bro, it's just like, I don't be impressed, bro, at all. And like I said, so that's why it's like, bro, and then I do, I want to be with a black woman, but I know that our black women are so unaware of their traumas. And they're not working on them. And for me, coming from where I come from, bro, I've done some drastic healing. And so I can't just date any black woman because I'm from the hood. I'm from the gutter for real. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So like I resonate with the most ratchet joints you could possibly think of, but I don't because I've evolved past that phase of my life and living. I got one of the most ratchetest, traumatized mothers you can think of. And I love her to death, but it just is what it is. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And so I almost have this like embedded fear, bro, of, of getting into relationships and marriage. One, because I've never had, had them shown to me. And so I do lean, I'm not going to say lean, but a natural thought of mine is white women have been through less trauma. They're, they're easier to deal with. They're, they're more submissive because they've had better relationship examples in their life. Mm -hmm. So maybe I should give it a white woman because, I, you know what I'm saying? Now, is that true? Yes, but does that do I did that mean I hate black women? No, because I want a black woman. It's just the reality of life, and so I'm stuck between these two parallels of like, you know, I would like to be that strong black couple with a black woman that I've helped heal, but I know I can't truly heal somebody. You can only heal yourself, you know. And so it's and I I respectfully disagree, mm -hmm. and um, part of the reason why is because I didn't realize, and and I'm coming from like we're like on the same page, mm -hmm. like yeah, it's. I on the outside, it's unbelievable how similar <laughs> the two of you are. I just have to say that. Yeah, it's it's like I'm I'm like 
this is definitely me and you like i'm like where have you been for the past <laughs> five years you know these are some things we should talk about but yeah and then coming with like that whole self-awareness was like it's not arrogance i know my worth right now absolutely you know and i know i don't have to downplay my education my experience my skin color my skin tone to meet somebody else's criteria mm -hmm. you know we already have to do that within a workforce so we shouldn't have to do that within our own relationships and what i would say is like it could be whoever but this is why the sisters need you because what you have to offer to them is like a different way of approaching life. And that's why Mari and I are still together this long because she makes me better in so many different ways. I couldn't even, I wasn't always on this pro black thing myself. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this is something as I started to read more and listen to podcasts and mm -hmm. do podcasts and stuff that I became more aware about. But it was like, yeah, um, the angle that I come with is not, it's not a bias. Like every perspective I have is not biased, you know? And I think when it's an unbiased perspective, then you have this approach of saying that I know self. And when you know self, mm. you, that's how, and this is why I want to say you're the key. Cause when you know yourself for the black women who you say you can't resonate with because they're still trying to figure it out, they just may need that push, that belief. I'm going to share this story. And honey, I don't know if I show, share this story with you, but, um, and we shout out to our fire night family. We do a lot of stuff too. We have a fire night, like every other Friday night where like black families just come together and we're yeah. all just friends and stuff. Yeah. So I was running to get ice for our fire night family. And Mari, I don't think you were there that night, but I went to the gas station I'm always in a suit, so I got out of my car in a suit, and I went to go buy some ice before I was um, for the party. And uh, I heard this this young black woman say, "Oh, girl, he's cute." And I was I, I heard her, I was feeling myself. I was like, "Yeah, I got Mario at home, but I'm a, I'm gonna take this compliment right now. I'm gonna feel myself just a little bit. Thanks mm -hmm. for the validation. I just say that to her, but and then um, I heard her talk to her friend. Was like, mm, "Girl, he probably like white women." You see the way he dressed? You see his mm. car? He liked white women. Mm -hmm. And um, part of that is true. Because, yes, growing up, I did. I only wanted to date white women. Mm -hmm. Like, that that was a reality. So what I did was I, I put the ice in my car, closed my trunk, walked over to her, and was like, I love sisters. And I said, you are beautiful. And her mouth just dropped. And I just left. Mm -hmm. I didn't stay, get her name, or nothing. Mm -hmm. But that was my way of saying, look, I see you. You are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Just how you are. If you were older, because I, I tell Mari this, I'm like, well, I don't tell her this, but I think about it all the time. I'm like, honestly, who's standing in front of me could have been anybody. Yeah. Like literally could have been anybody. But because it's her, I'm com I'm comfortable and confident and love this woman. I'm like, yeah, you're going to be my wife in literally 10 days. So I'm like, I have that understanding of, when it's somebody who could come at you the way you need, because that's that's what I see. You need somebody like her to challenge you. And that's why I'm saying we're so similar, because I'm like, someone's out there. You just need somebody that's going to challenge that. Mm -hmm. And we are in completely different spaces than we were when we first met. You know, I got some schooling. She got higher schooling. Like, we both got 
you know, higher paid jobs and we moved out of the Twin Cities and lived in the Twin Cities and lived out. So I think all those experiences that we were having together with with the communication made us both better in ways we can imagine. And that's why I want to say growth is not a bad thing. Development is not a bad thing. And we need to see relationships as growth and development. Mm. It's professional development opportunities or better yet, it's relationship development mm -hmm. opportunities. That's dope, man. And and it's crazy you said that because I literally agree and I resonate. That's why I have, bro, honestly, I haven't had a girlfriend in my life. I was a division one college athlete. I was a manhole my, most of my life. So I, I, I'll be on some player shit. I'm just keeping it real with you. I've been on some player shit most of my life. Mm -hmm. But around the age of 20, I stopped becoming a player and I became more so like a bachelor, you could say, where I just, well, I was honest with women at best. So mm -hmm. I, at least they knew what my intentions was up front. So I, I didn't, you know, but when it comes down to what you said, like, I'm very aware that whatever black woman I am with or colored woman, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whoever, it, whatever, whatever woman I'm with, mm -hmm. um, we're going to have to heal with each other, you know? And because I'm doing so much self-healing on my own, I almost feel like, why would I help heal you? And I've been doing all this shit on my damn self, you know what I'm saying? And it's, you know what I'm saying? But- and like I said, it comes from my mother, bro. My mom is a very traumatized woman to this day. You know, my mom's a, she's a dope mom. You know what I'm saying? She loves me to death, but I'm a grown man now and I see things for what it is. It's not for the woman though. Let me just interrupt because- What, what do you mean? The angle I was coming for you, that's for you. That's, mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with that because we could have got together and we could have just been together. You know, we didn't have to grow and to develop. And that's what I'm saying. As you do it, sometimes you just need that counterpart to help you unlock your real self. Mm. So I'm saying like, and, and part of the reason is because this, this chair is empty right here next to us. Yeah. You know, and because this chair is empty, I'm like, we don't know whoever would be sitting there would be thinking if they were with you. Yeah. We don't know their personalities, their characteristics. Yeah. We don't know their ethnicity. Like we don't know. And because we don't know those things, all we have to go off is who you are and all the knowledge, wisdom, experience that you have with your relationships. And because when you do that and then you find that count that counterpart, you're going to learn the most about yourself. Mm. And that's why I say it's not about Mari. Like I'm with her because I learned so much about me and that ups my attraction for her and love for her. Like, wow. You know, what's left? What more do I need to learn about myself within this relationship? I got a and question. You can call it selfish. I'm, a lot of people are going to say, is that is that selfish? I mean, is it? I don't think it's selfish if both of you guys are benefiting in the same way. Honestly, like, do you? I don't think we, well, I can't speak for her, but I know, I feel like I'm getting gold out of this. I just don't know how you feel. I, I, I mean, she <laughs> wanted to get married first, so I'm sure, you know, she she feels the same way. Um, you know, but honestly, like I said, I, I don't, I don't mean to put myself on a high horse, but I don't be, I don't be feeling that way when I meet women. And, but I know that's my own trauma too, because I don't, I haven't even let a woman get close enough to me to show me those mirrors in myself because I always, bro, I always leave, like I'll cut them off and I can be very judgmental mm -hmm. when it comes to this process because there's so much trauma embedded in relationships with me and women. Like I got mommy issues, you know what I'm saying? So it, I was just gonna say you're from Baltimore. That's that's really yeah, it's, what it's, I was it's, say. it's trauma. I it's, I yeah, it's trauma, and I understand. Like it really is, and I wanna. I mean, I think I am healing past it, you know. Um, but um, 
I almost don't want to be in relationships because I, I haven't allowed myself. I'm 27 now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, you kind of grown to be having experimental relationships now. So now it's almost like I was patient and diligent and I didn't, I was kind of tunnel vision on football and my NFL dreams and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you know, I'm beyond football. I'm an entrepreneur now. I have my podcast. And it's like, bro, you have no relationship skills besides the women that you was in situations with. And but with commitment, you don't get that true growth. I've never truly been committed to a woman. And so that's kind of where, you know, that's hard. Yes, yeah. this this is the longest relationship I've been in. And I, I said that tomorrow. I was like, I'd never been with anybody more than two years, like ever in life. And once we got past that two year mark, I was just like, oh, shit <laughs> like how am i gonna <laughs> how am i gonna you know be the best me and you embraced it though you you know what i'm saying like but that's what i'm saying you have yeah you have the power to embrace and because of everything you said you know you're you're getting to a point in your life where you're like yeah like you're doing podcasts you're doing entrepreneurship businesses what's the one thing you lack somebody to share with Literally, and bro. that's why I say you can't unlock your real self and your awesome self completely until you get that counterpart. That counterpart is going to challenge when needed. Mm-hmm. That's going to respect when needed. Mm-hmm. That's going to step back when needed because mm-hmm. that's also important. Yeah, you know, and it may be an independent black woman, maybe an independent white woman. Who knows? But what I'm saying is, you have the power to to leverage. The relationship that you want to have. And because you're in a different place, you're stronger than ever to do so right now. For sure, man. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, I, yeah. I think I'm I'm open to it now. A lot of my female friends, they be trying to put me on or whatever, but I'm like, yeah, but I am. But that's why like right now I'm doing semen retention right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't date. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm really locked in, bro. But like I am receiving. I've let the universe know. God, whatever people believe in, you know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I, it's out there that I'm willing to receive. Because, bro, like uh, that song, I'm a movement by myself, mm-hmm. but I'm a force. Like, bro, it's so true. It's like, I know with the right woman, I will be such more of a force. But the women that I have been meeting, I don't feel like they can make me better. They're just, I feel needed. And I don't want to feel too needed, to be honest with you. I want to be wanted more than needed because I it could be trauma talking or it could just be my independence talking. I don't need, bro. I got, I don't look at women as like, go cook me dinner. You know what I'm saying? I can I can cook better than most of the women that I know anyways. I'm trying to cook for you. What else do you have to offer this partnership besides the basic gender role stuff? Because to keep it a stack with you, most women lack the basic gender role stuff. That's what I'm, I'm telling you. Like, mm-hmm. I have a cleaning company. I can clean, like I can clean, clean. I can cook, cook. You know what I'm saying? Like I can rap, rap. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm artistic. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so I just, bro. You know, I just want that substance to be reciprocated more than anything, bro. I yeah. be, I be feeling like women be needing me. Like it's, it's like if, if I'm not there, they're not as much of themselves. And it's like I'm just giving, giving, pouring, pouring, uplifting you. And it's like, what the hell do I get? Mm-hmm. You know? And that's, that's the biggest thing. Is reciprocation is is what is what I have been lacking in 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 the relationships that I've been coming across. Yeah, I, besides the the one, the, the that one I told you about, she she nice. She nice. <laughs> Mari, what what do you think? I'm just listening. Okay, I'm listening to the the similarities, <laughs> um, 
between the two of you. And as I hear him talk, I'm like, ooh, I got a few people in mind that he should talk to. But um, <laughs> uh, my way. Let me get my little. But um, honestly, what's kind of ringing in my head is just what Christian said about self. And I feel like you have a really good understanding of who you want to be. Um, mm -hmm. And like Christian said, finding someone to compliment. You know what I mean? And like, I mean, I kind of did the same thing. Like I was with Christian, but I had not fully figured out who I wanted. I wouldn't even move in until I finished college. I was like, you're not going to fuck this up for me. Yeah. Like, I'm going to finish this and I'm going to get this degree. Mm -hmm. She did do and that. And then we can tell, like, we'd been two and a half years been together or something like that. And I was like, nope, it's got to wait. Yeah. Seven or eight more months till I finish this. Right. This <laughs> is what, it, this is for me. Absolutely. At the end of the day. Yep. So you know, once you can fit, once you figure that out, then you attract other people that are sure of themselves and yeah. that are ready to compliment right. what you're putting out. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so, yeah. And yeah. I think you're being tested, honestly, you know, that you that's might, what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. because and, and which what you think, do you think I'm being tested in like a patient's way or tested in like a, um, take the chance way? Do you have a problem with taking chances and patients? Because if you do, patience, then both. Patience, I'm great at. Taking chances, because I'm so patient. Mm -hmm. And and bro, I've let up. Like I said, there's only one woman in my past that I can really, really think like, bro, she's a wife. You know what I mean when you meet, clearly, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> clearly. But you know what I mean, bro. When you when you come across them women and you're like, bro, she's a wifey. Mm -hmm. And I still passed up one. But one, she's white. We come from completely different backgrounds. And there's a whole bunch of other nuances in it. But, um, yeah, I, I wonder if I'm too patient. Because I don't I don't attract, like, toxic girls, bro. I don't. Like, I don't, it's not like I attract the most ain't shit shorties ever. Like, I don't. They're, they're, they're good women. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, just, they just need a little bit more support and encouragement. And that's why I was asking, um, you know, do you feel you're being tested? Because I'm like, if this is the consistent you know, type of woman that's approaching you. This is your calling to work with these sisters. Oh, you're bro. Oh, and that's, <laughs> you know, it's you crazy. don't want to accept that. Yeah. You know that. Because, you know, uh, uh, I, on the podcast that we just shot, we were mm -hmm. talking about like the chakra system and, you know, our energies and everything. Mm -hmm. And one of my guys asked me what, what chakra system is blocked right now or most blocked. And I said, it's my heart chakra. And it's because, wow, bro. in my last relationship where I was, actually involved like emotionally i was the the builder up role and i kind of got tired of it but that really may be my calling like i may because it may only take three years for me to help build my woman up to the place where she's confident in herself and she's but now what she's giving me back now that she now that i've helped her build it's a white you know what i'm saying that could be very it could very well be my my challenge it's like can you get over your selfish, self-centered relationship orientation to 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 help someone else build and help someone else get to a level of freedom and self-understanding? And now the love and patience you poured into them, they can pour back into you in a partnership. So mm -hmm. that that's very that's a very you know good good point that you made. Well, I think the I think I think the qualities you have, you're underestimating how quickly it could impact somebody. Because I just met you this morning. And I'm already impacted and inspired and yeah, going to exchange with you numbers, you know, after podcast, because I'm like, I want to keep this going, not just from this, but entrepreneurial, sure. you know, whatever the case may be. And we're, we're East Coast brothers. So I'm with you on that. But what I'm saying is you did that to me in less than three hours. 
like if you spend a day or two days with somebody, they're gonna be like, whoa, this guy I'm dating is this, this, and that. He's somebody I can call my girlfriends about. But girl, my man did this this week. See, but that's that's but when the fear comes did, in, right? Right. But hear me out, girl. He he did this this week. I gots to get my shit together. That's what they gonna mm, say. Right. That, that that's what they're gonna do because yeah. they're gonna be like, oh, he out here shaking hands with this person. Mm-hmm. He's doing podcasts with this person, making connections here. We can share that together. But like when we go to those galas, I want to be at those galas. I took Mari to a few galas. We mm-hmm. go to galas sometimes. We love gala season. It's bad for the pockets, but good for her parents. Uh, but but. <laughs> Back to what the, the <laughs> yeah. mentality of like he makes me want to be better and vice versa. You know what I mean? Like Christian, yeah. I mean, I was I had finished my bachelor's degree and Christian no, degree. no nothing and was just and was watching me go and was like, you know what, I'm gonna go. And I had just gotten out of a relationship where I felt like I was building him and I didn't want that. So uh, if you're gonna go, go and I'm gonna support you, but you're gonna do that. And you know mm. what I mean? And that's not even gonna be about me and now i'm almost done with the masters and now he's almost done with the bachelors and like you start with nothing you know what i mean but it's just like and but there were times where i was calling my friends like oh my god look at what he's doing like i gotta get my my experience yeah i thought i had my i gotta get my shit together because my experience was out of this world like coming from the east coast i did a lot under a different administrative you know administrations Mm -hmm. politically and stuff and that uh I just came here with experience. Yeah. You know, that's all it, that's what got me here, experience. And then I was like, someone who's gonna come to more of a realistic approach <laughs> yeah. could could add to my experience that I already have. And then once we work on this together, we'll get to that point. So I'm gonna tell you, mm. Darren, stop ignoring your calling. Uh we yeah. <laughs> we gotta get ready to get out of here. Yeah. Um I love this conversation. For um, sure. We got oh, we got we got to revisit for sure. We yeah, definitely you know, yeah. part two, yeah. part two, and hopefully yeah, this chair two. isn't empty. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I got co-hosts for, for days, bro. If you, <laughs> I got I got some guys, man. We can we can we can have some really dope conversations. Yeah, for for sure. I'm definitely down. Um, guys, thank you for tuning in to the Ados podcast. Today's episode was featured by relationships and my upcoming marriage. I'll be a husband in 10 days. So thank you Period. all for the <laughs> for the support and the congrats. And you know where to find us. Facebook at the ADOS Podcast. YouTube, definitely YouTube at the ADOS Podcast. Working on that Twitter for you guys. We're at Instagram at the ADOS Podcast. You know your favorite podcast in the world. The ADOS Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.